Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rowe, Monticello. This is Sunday, August the 27th, 2023. This service was recorded on August the 20th, the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. The service is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The sermon is by Pastor Lynn Banderob. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Diane Temple. Thank you to Mark and Debbie Hine for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their 49th wedding anniversary. Thank you for joining us today. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this at the front of your bulletin. Gracious God, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Forgive us and give us strength to turn from sin and to serve you in the newness of life. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become children of God and bestows upon them the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us continue with the Curia. You'll find this on page 184. Peace in our 
going to have you do this. You want to come forward? Kids, you want to come on up at this time? I'm going to have you hold my book for me so I can be hands-free. Come on up, kids, and stand behind Kale here. If you just put your hands on the like that. an insert and on this 12th Sunday after Pentecost let us pray together the prayer of the day God of all peoples your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you teach us as disciples of your son to love the world with compassion and constancy that your name may be known throughout the earth through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord Amen let us receive God's holy word Good morning. Our first reading, reading comes from Isaiah, chapter 56, verses 1 and 6 through 8, with the following preface. The prophet calls upon Israel to do justice in view of God's imminent intervention to save. Righteousness and obedience define who belongs to the Israelite community, not race, nationality, or any other category. Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right. For soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it, and hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. The word of the Lord. Psalm 67, beginning with a refrain. Thank you. 
Our second reading today comes from Romans chapter 11, verses 1 through 2a and 29 through 32. Paul writes, I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as you were once disobedient to God, but have now received mercy because of their disobedience, so they have now been disobedient in order that, by the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that he may be merciful to all. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Please be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into the pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and that and this is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left the place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And the disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs from the, that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done as you, for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Such a rich text this morning that's brought to us in the Gospel of Matthew. There's a version of this story also given in the Gospel of Mark. And I kind of want to give some context of where this story lands. And it lands in between the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. And there's a little bit in there 
of Jesus walking on water and Peter walking on water and having some doubt and then Jesus putting his hand down and pulling him out of the water. So this story is kind of sandwiched between feeding, the nourishing, and the physical feeding, and the nourishing of faith and belief. It really is a story of faith and truth and how that's lived out every day in our lives. Because our beliefs and our faith shape our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Our beliefs and faith shape our thoughts, words, and actions. The story that was just read is two scenes of a three-scene play. And we're not given the first scene, so I really want to go back and catch those first nine verses because it really gives context to why Jesus is saying what he's saying and why he is, frankly, a little frustrated at these people. So it says at the beginning of chapter 15 in Matthew, and then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Jesus has done a lot of things and they're caught up about washing hands before you eat. Jesus replied, why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, whatever help you might otherwise have received from me is a gift devoted to God, he is not to honor his father with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. And that's where our story picks up. So that was the first scene. And Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand what goes into the mouth goes out. But what comes out of the mouth is what defines you. My little niece, years and years ago, I think she was maybe in third or fourth grade, said, words are like toothpaste. And I'm like, really? How so? She says, because once it comes out, it can't go back. Yeah, I like that. And Jesus is getting frustrated. Because the disciples come to him and said, what does this mean? And in my version in the NIV, it says, Peter, are you still so dull? Have you not got it yet? Did we not just feed 5,000 people with a couple loaves and a few fish? Have you not seen all the healing miracles along the way? Peter, weren't you the guy that was walking on the water just, I don't know, yesterday? Aren't you getting it yet? And the disciples say, and the Pharisees, they got offended. Jesus speaks the Ten Commandments in this 
story. He's already talked about number four, honor your father and mother. And then he goes on to say, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. Well, there's five through ten. He's told the Pharisees that you've put your traditions before God. So they've blown up commandment number one, keep your God before you, right? And then have no other idols, number two. And the only one that wasn't specifically spoke of in this one was keep the Sabbath and keep it holy. But in Mark's telling of the story, that's what he was trying to do. He was in a house trying to get some rest. So in the midst of this, he's going back and saying, you've put your traditions ahead of God. And you're worried about these little things. And you're not feeding yourself with the word of God. And so out of your mouth comes what you believe. And then this amazing story of our Canaanite woman. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering, suffering terribly from demon possession. This woman has courage to come to Jesus. I think back to a verse in the Psalms. And wonder if she read this beforehand. It's Psalm 38, 138, verse 3. It says, In the day I cried out, you answered me, and you made me bold with strength in my soul. The day I cried out, you answered me, it made me bold with strength in my soul. I grew up in um, Alberta, Canada, up against the mountains. And when we went camping, there is a lot of rules that you need to follow so you don't get eaten by bears. Because it's right in the middle of black bear and grizzly bear country. And we always knew the first thing you learned is you never got between a mama bear and her cub. Right? This lady is the mama bear and there's going to be no one getting in her way between her and her cub. And all of us that have kids... We know we would go to the ends of the earth to do something for our kids. And this mama bear is doing something for her daughter and she's not taking no for an answer. She comes directly to Jesus and she comes to him humbly and she presents her request to him. She says, Lord, son of David, she has said who he is. It's like in John chapter 14. She knew Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to them except through the Father. She knew who Jesus was. And through her word, she's telling everyone in here hearing who he is. And she knows. She's not an Israelite. She's a Gentile in an area outside of where the Israelites would be. 
And she knew who Jesus was and is calling on his humanity and his divinity. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away and keep, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me. Again, another act of humility, coming to Jesus and kneeling before him. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And she says right away, yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. What is she saying? She's saying, even though I'm not an Israelite, I still know and have seen and have heard all your teachings. And I know who you are. So all your teachings, I've been off on the sidelines, but I've heard it all. And I know it to be true. And so right now I'm at your feet asking as a mama bear to do something to help my daughter. God's word is for everyone. And she knew that. What she is speaking from her mouth is truth. What is coming out of her heart, she's following those Ten Commandments, isn't she? Because she's putting God first. And her words express that. And Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. In our our NRSV, it says she was healed instantly. And in Mark's gospel, it said she went home and found her daughter sitting on the edge of her bed, completely healed. This lady is Mama Bear. She has this single but profound faith to come to Jesus. All her disciples were saying, just send her away. She's bothering us. But she's not deterred. And then she expresses a very simple but profound faith in departing. And I think this is the strongest point of the story that sometimes we miss. Her faith was so great she didn't say, are you sure? Is she really healed? Don't you have to touch her? Don't I need to bring her to you? Don't you need to go to her? She turned and she left. We know the tenaciousness of this lady. She would not have left if she didn't get what she came for. Her faith was amazing. Her faith to come to Jesus in the first place and to push all the others that say, go away. But then the faith to know that Jesus was good to his word. Incredible. Incredible woman. Because our beliefs and our faith, they shape our thoughts, words, and actions. Anytime we hear a story like this, We always want to go to other places in our Bible that strengthen the message of what is said because this is Lynn's interpretation. 
But what else does the Bible have to say? And Pastor Wade does this all the time. He walks us through all the scriptures that will apply to this. So I think back to last week in our Romans text. It said, because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and is so justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call to him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there's no distinction between the Israelites and the Gentiles. God's word is for all of us. And if we confess it from our mouth, because it's truly in our heart, it will come out as the strength of faith. And so if it is for all of us, Jews and Gentiles alike, that takes me to John chapter 15 and being grafted into the vine. Abide in me and I abide in you, just as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. This lady knew that. And she came to him. And wasn't deterred. And then her faith at the end. Or she just walked away knowing that Jesus had done what he had said. How often do we pray? And I am so guilty of this too. God, I want this, that, or the other. I want healing for this person. You walk into your day and you go, I wonder if God heard me. I wonder if God will really do that. And we pray to God through our faith and through our belief that he is truly the Lord of all, that he died on the cross for us, and he rose again to be seated at the right hand of the Father. That when we petition our Lord, He truly does hear our prayers. Stand on that strength and that foundation, that rock. Because that is the power of Christ in our lives. Because truly our beliefs and our faith shape our thoughts and our words and our actions. And if there is one thing that I want you to take away with you. To be rooted deeply in your heart, it's this. Persistence and faith are an incredibly powerful pair. Persistence. This lady had persistence like no other. And she had faith like no other. That is our model for us in our life. Persistence and faith. It's a powerful pair. Amen. Well, to share in the affirmation of our faith, I invite the congregation to please rise as we share in the Apostles' Creed. You'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. May be seated. So let us receive this blessing. I invite you to please rise. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.